Support for this show is brought to you by me because I don't have any major sponsorships yet. But if you like what you hear, or you just generally want to support, you can become a member of my Patreon and get access to special episodes, behind the scenes, access to my Discord where I'll be starting monthly Q&As with fans of the show, and more. All of that for the cost of a cup of coffee every month, depending on the tier you choose. For more information, visit my Patreon page at patreon.com slash k-a-n-e-n-n. Thank you in advance. Your support goes a long way. Now let's start the show. What's good, y'all, and welcome to episode two of Sweet Talk with Candy. I'm sorry that I have not um, put anything out. I didn't put anything out last week. Last week was a really tough week. I woke up um, the day after Mother's Day, which Mother's Day was very great. Um, I woke up on Monday, and my eye was leaking and it was irritated, and so I jump up, I run into the bathroom, snatch out my contacts while I, I looked in the mirror. My eye was very red, very juicy, <laughs> and so I snatch out my contacts, and like immediately the light is hurting my, it's my right eye, my the light is hurting it, so I'm like, ugh, my cornea scratched. And I know this because this is the third time I've scratched my cornea in my life. The first two times was the left eye, the same eye. This is the first time it was the right eye. So contacts are out, glasses are on. Um, My contact scratched my cornea because I sleep with my contacts in like an idiot. Um, It's a very bad habit. I definitely need a new pair of glasses because I must have lost weight in my head or something but lately like this whole week when I put my glasses on they they don't fit tight you know what I mean you know when you put your glasses on you're good to go mine are always like loose behind the ears and I'm pretty blind so I have thick lenses and I don't think that my frames um are keeping up with the heaviness of the lenses so that was annoying too because instinctually it makes you I don't know like I it's something that I do to try to keep my glasses on but like with my ears it's like I try to I don't know it's like I stretch my head I can't describe it but if you wear glasses you know what I mean like if your glasses are about to fall off you do this gesture that you think is your ears you know helping to keep your glasses on but it's really not so it gives it gives you a headache because you're doing it often if your glasses don't fit so monday um run to cvs well my my mother had to drive me to cvs because i couldn't see because the sun and any kind of light the light from my phone any kind of light would send like sharp pains to my eye so um drive to CVS I put on my I put on my sunglasses on top of my glasses I do make it to CVS we do get to CVS but then we were going other places too so my mother wound up having to drive anyway so I get the patch put it on immediate relief the patch keeps the dust out so I don't have to rub it keeps the light out so it doesn't hurt and um you know the irritation and everything like that I don't have to really deal with it so up until about yesterday, I was walking around here looking like Nicholas J. Fury. You hear me? Um, very much patched up. I didn't tell everybody. Only a few people knew. I mean, not like I'm ashamed. I actually enjoyed wearing the patch because, one, I didn't have to drive everywhere like I always do. And, two, I kept, I knew I was keeping my eye safe from the irritation and the light. So, And my dad got me some eye drops and I use those but with the scratched cornea you know the minute you put like any type of liquid or anything 
you know, in that area, it burns a little bit, but whatever, it worked, it helped. I'm no longer wearing the patch. My contacts are back in. And after all that, I still slept with them last night. But it's not my fault. It is my fault. I fell asleep. I didn't do none of my routine, like my nighttime routine last night. Um, I was just so tired. Last night was, I mean, last week was a trying week. Like, I feel like ever since it's been May, it's just been one thing after the other. And I'm so over it. So last week was, last week was a lot. But we're in a new week. It's Monday. We got some stuff to talk about. Um, thank you all for listening. If you're listening right now, I appreciate you so much. Shout out to my Patreons. Um, I have five Patreons right now. I haven't even had my Patreon for a month yet, but I have five Patreons right now. And those five people who have chosen to support me and what I love to do every month y'all are very much appreciated it's only going to be up from here if you like what you hear if you've listened to my other shows and you know how I get down and you like what I do consider supporting as well I know you heard the the drop in the beginning of the episode that's going to be there in the beginning of each episode until I get a major sponsorship or I get enough people to support what I do because Sweet Talk with Candy is going to be my podcast. It is a name that has followed me throughout my um, media career, I would say. Um, Sweet Talk with Candy started in 2009 with me. It got It's how I got to other jobs. It's how I met my lovely first guest of the episode, um, it's, it's how I met Kitty. It's how I met other people who will be on the show. It's how I got where I am. It was my radio show name at Brooklyn College. Sweet Talk with Candy has been around for a long time. So Sweet Talk with Candy is just one of the many things that I plan on doing. As far as my podcast, that is the name. But there are so many other things that I'm going to branch out to because media is not just radio it's not just podcasts if you are paying attention the world especially during the pandemic has literally moved to the internet like everything is on the internet right now and the internet and things like streaming and content creation that it's all in media and I've never been I never ever wanted to just do one thing as a kid, I would say, if I ever get famous, I'm going to do a lot of things. I said, I'm going to have a clothing line. I'm going to make golf balls. Like, anything you need, I'm going to have it. You know what I mean? Because I wanted all types of income and all types of projects to do. When you're a creative person, you don't just want to do one thing. Or maybe you do, but you find different ways to do it. So I say that to say that I'm going to be talking about more than just celebrity gossip um I used to talk about relationships and things like that but I've been single for a very long time what do I know about a relationship nothing not anymore you know what I mean like I know what I'm not going to deal with anymore so if y'all want we could talk about that about what I'm not going to put up with But other than that, I can't talk about relationships unless I have somebody up here to talk about that with. But as somebody who creates, I've also been a fan of others who create. So when I was younger, long, long time ago, every Friday, my dad would come home from work. We would order Chinese food. We would turn the lights off turn the surround sound on and he would play Resident Evil 2 Resident Evil 2 director's cut at the time it was the scariest shit ever he would play it and we would just sit there as a family and watch him play 
as I got older, when my brothers, like I was never, I had a game gear and I had a game boy color. That's as far as, oh, and I, of course I had a Sega Genesis, but whatever. But that's as far as I went with consoles. As my younger brother got older, he wanted a PlayStation. So he got a PlayStation and then he got a PlayStation 2 and then a 3. And then, you know what I mean? So my brother always, he became, he was a gamer. You know what I mean? And I would sit and watch him play. When I remember when Grand Theft Auto 3 came out, we would sit up, like on the weekends, we would sit up all night. And he would play and I would watch. I never wanted to play. I just wanted to watch. As I got older, being on YouTube, I would find game walkthroughs. And there's one particular person that I watched a lot. His name is The Rad Brad. If you are if you know who Brad is, Brad's been doing this forever. He has like 12 million followers on YouTube. The first time I found his channel, I watched him do the walkthrough of The Last of Us. I was, I'm like in college at this time. And mind you, like even when games... And everybody would get was gaming and making YouTube channels for games. I was in a relationship. I was doing my own thing. I was clubbing. I was partying. I was a promoter, throwing parties. Like, I don't know. I just felt like I was too old for that. But once I got to college and I had to study and I had to do homework, I needed like a little bit of like background noise to help me. Like, I don't know. It helped me focus. So that's how I found Brad. And that's how I became, you know, that's, you know. I subscribed to him. I watched plenty of his walkthroughs. He's never, um, he's so like geeky and dorky. It's just like, it's just cute or whatever. So, um, about two years ago, I don't know how, but I randomly, I think it was suggested to me this page that like, um, someone basically takes people's reactions, like people film reactions, put them on YouTube or other gameplay walkthroughs and they put them on YouTube and then someone chops it up and puts them all together in a video. So I think it's called like mixed reactions or something like that. So I, it was like suggested to me. So I look at it and I don't know, people are just reacting to whatever, like the Mortal Kombat, like the new characters. I, I remember I saw one with Arnold Schwarzenegger and the Joker and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and another game, something, whatever. But I don't know. I just feel, I just felt an affinity for people that reacted to and did game walkthroughs on YouTube. Now, two years later, I'm in a whole nother space. Like I have a PlayStation now and not right now, but soon I'll have my own equipment to possibly do gameplays because I'm because as I was watching we're watching these people as I was watching these people I'm like yo this looks so fun like I know game gaming is fun already um but like to put it out there and then just to see like these people build communities and stuff like that and I'm like I could do this not because it's just something that I feel like I can do but it's just always been embedded. Like the game when my dad would come home when I was younger and play games. Me watch my brother play all types of games all the time. Only reason I'm not doing that now is because my brother doesn't live here where I am. So it's like, and not only that, like it's possible I'll do gameplay, but I do want to move into streaming. I'm going to start streaming this podcast and possibly gameplays. So, um, it's a lot because I never imagined that I would ever do something like that. But I don't know. It's something I watch people. I, I'm on Twitch all the time and I watch people play games and everybody's just so into it. So it's like, yes, I'm playing the game by myself. Like nobody's in the room with me, but there are people in the chat telling me, you know, go through that door or go through this. And it's, it's so fucking fun. Like, I don't know. I might sound like a geek right now, but that's fine. Um, Twitch is fire. I love Twitch. Twitch is fire. So I'm going to create a Twitch. Maybe during the summertime, I'll do some test streams and get my little, my own little community going. And then hopefully by next year, it could be a full-time thing. Like I, I honestly, I'm just trying to open up some doors. You know what I mean? I don't want to just be a podcaster anymore. That was, you know, 
now that everybody has a podcast, I want to do, I want to do other things, you know? So Sweet Talk with Candy is the podcast, but as far as everything else, like when I make a YouTube channel and everything else, it'll be something completely different. Um, I hope you all are along for the ride. If you're not, that's fine too. But, uh, yeah, I'm just taking the necessary steps to get into streaming and to build a community and then, you know, the end goal of all of this is to have my own, right? So I want my own podcast network. I don't want to have to work for people that I know are not going to see my worth. Like every time I record an episode and I edit it and I put it together, I'm like, I made that, you know what I mean? I did that. This is what I did. So, you know, I want to make sure I continue ownership of what I'm doing. So I will be talking about, you know, gaming and streaming and whatever else, you know, I relate to on this show. But I'm still going to talk about, you know, celebrity mess because every day there is some celebrity mess. And like one of the day that I'm recording this, someone... Um, actually not someone, the day that I'm recording this is the day social media finds out that a girl named Olivia Dope, she was on a podcast called See The Thing Is under Joe Budden's podcast network. Now, I did not listen to any of the episodes ever until today because all right if you're listening to this Tuesday you'll be listening to this everybody knows the drama that's going on with Joe Button and Rory and Mal or Maul I used to listen I used to I used to listen to I used to listen to the Joe Button podcast when it was called I'll name this podcast later. Before all of this stuff happened, before everybody got big, when it just seemed like this is something that Joe did once a week because he wanted to, you know what I mean? I stopped listening because it just got to be very, like, yes man-ish. You know what I mean? Like Joe would go on his rants and everybody would just be quiet and hardly challenge him. And then somebody uncovered Mole's tweets from when he was talking bad about dark skinned women. Um, and that just was like the final straw. Like, and I remember my brother used to be like, yo, what? Cause you know, he, he finally got onto the podcast and he had to go back to the beginning and listen. And now that he was all caught up, he's like, yo, the show is fired. Like you need to listen. I'm like, no, like the type of person I am. Once I'm like, I'm done, I'm really done. So I haven't listened to the Joe Budden podcast since like episode 200, I'll say. But you know, me being in media, I'm always, my ears always to the streets about stuff. Like I'm always, you know, creeping in people's Twitter timelines, trying to see what's going on. So anyway, um, you know, he fired Rory on air, disrespected Maul on air disrespected Rory on air now I didn't know what happened he put the episode out but then he took it down and then he put it on his patreon so that you have to um you know be a member to hear it so I was like I'm not doing that so I was like I'll wait for somebody to rip it and put it on YouTube but in the meantime I I had found that academics that everybody hates which I kind of hate him too because he's like he's such a troll but I, I found his Twitch or whatever when he was talking about everything that happened. He actually had some good points at the time. I'm listening to, you know, it was like four hours and I listened to the whole thing because I'm like, I want to see what's going on. So obviously I'm doing other things while I'm listening to the stream or whatever. But basically he was saying like, you know, um, first of all, he has beef with Rory because Rory sent um, a card to his house. So he's like, I'm never going to get over that. Like, me and you got to be forever. Um, he called Maul um, a bum, saying, like, you were, you were homeless. You were sleeping on Joe's couch, and you got the nerve to audit him. Because that's what happened. Maul and Rory audited Joe because 
there was a big accounting error and Joe got defensive about it and whatever. That's why they hadn't shown up. So after after seeing that and, you know, Academics is playing clips of the episode that I did not purchase. So I'm listening to the clips and Joe was like, you know, um, Rory, they wanted they wanted a part of my a percentage of my YouTube channel. And he's and he was like, I said, no, because this is my channel. Like, you can't have anything that comes in from my channel, but I'll give you the footage so you can make your own YouTube channel because you my man. And Rory said no. So when I'm hearing that, I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Like, that's weird because I sure would have took that footage. and made... People do that all the time. You make a YouTube channel, somebody guarantees. So if you pop in two, somebody will rip your shit and then make the, and then make money off of, your, off of your video. Just like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, that person that has the Mixed Reactions channel literally takes footage from everybody else and puts it together and gets thousands of views on it. You know what I mean? So Joe was like, you can't, cause it's true. Joe's had that YouTube channel for a long time from when he was doing Joe Budden TV and before loving hip hop, like Joe, I will give him that. So no, you cannot have a percentage of my YouTube channel, but you can have the footage and put it on your own YouTube channel. They didn't want to do that. So basically, Joe was saying, like, they didn't bring no deals in. They just sit here for three hours, and they don't do shit, basically. So I'm like, damn, I didn't know it was like that. Then Rory and Maul put out their own podcast episode, and it's called I'll Name This Response Later. I'm like, oh, shit. They put it on Vimeo TV for two dollars I also was not going to be giving two dollars to them so I said I'll wait a day and I'm sure the whole episode will be on YouTube which it was about an hour and a half or so of them explaining what the problem was because you couldn't really tell what the problem well from the clip that I heard the clips that I heard Joe was you know, basically saying they are accused, they accused me of stealing from them. But, but then when you listen to, but then when you listen to Rory and Mal's, um, I always want to say Mal, but it's Maul. Rory and Maul's perspective, they were responsible for paying for the accountant and the accountant made a $400,000 mistake. So when they asked about it, Joe got defensive, Joe cursed them out, all types of stuff. And basically their side was now that Joe's getting money, he's he's not acting like he's our man no more. He acting like some dickhead right now. So I was like, okay, now this makes sense. Because I'm like, there's no way that they would, if you know, they would, well, I'm, I can't say there's no way. I don't know these people. But as far as I know from listening to the show, up until episode 200, whatever, I think I stopped listening like right after they got with Spotify or whatever, or I don't know. But that Rory and Mole's story makes sense, more sense to me because he like, you could definitely see the change in Joe. And that's why I stopped listening because once that Spotify deal came through and he said he hated the deal and all this other stuff. But it wasn't no shit like, you know what I mean? Like, it was big money, whatever the case is. And I'm like, this just makes more sense. So, whatever. That's the backstory of Joe Button's own podcast. Fast forward, whatever, to today. A girl named Olivia Dope, she was a part of three women on a podcast called See The Thing Is under Joe Button's podcast network. Her, Bridget Kelly, and somebody else whose name starts with an M. I'm sorry. I, I, I tried to listen to the whole episode um, that she's speaking to. The girl Olivia is referring to. Basically, she says that Joe harassed her basically live on the air. And then the episode still went out. 
So she put that out today. Now, I feel like it was Wednesday when Joe fired Rory live on air. And everybody's been talking about it. Like, even Kevin Hart had something to say. Kevin was just like, you know, Joe's been so critical of how I make my moves and everything like that. <clears throat> but then he fires, he disrespects and fires his two homeboys on air. He was like, what's happening is Joe wants to be the head honcho. And you can't do that. If you bring in people, you know, and they help you build something, you can't go, you can't do that to them. And that's why when I heard Rory and Maul's podcast, I was like, this makes sense because Joe was letting the narrative go that Rory and Maul worked for him. Rory and Maul were like, we did not work for him. We were in a partnership, a percentage partnership. He gets more of the percentage, but we are partners. We don't work for him. So that's when I was like, okay, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. But anyway, so Olivia Dope said, and I heard um, one part of it, but she said that, he, you know, he sexually harassed her on air, which he did. I'm going to play... Um, a little clip of it because I mean it's so long it's so long and I'm not sitting through 25 minutes of like get to, like she does tell the she tells the timestamps so I'm gonna give you the first timestamp and like I said the episode or the show is called see the thing is quote see the thing is end quote and it's her, Bridget Kelly, and somebody else. Well, she quit the show. But um, this YouTube, obviously somebody ripped it and put it on YouTube. So the caption of the YouTube clip, it says, Joe Budden gets exposed by Olivia Dope for being a nasty creep. Quote, unquote, he humped me. I don't know. I didn't get to that part. I didn't get to that part. But I did get to the first timestamp and then I went and listened to that area of the show. And he he called her a bitch. He was like, bitch, press the button. And he laughed it off and everybody else laughed. And she was like, did you just call me a bitch? Like, you know, so let me let me get to this part. Hold on. didn't hit a sound effect fast enough. 
at 24 minutes and 54 seconds, Joe makes a comment that I am throwing my singleness in his face, and he thought we were going to be a network power couple. I and once again, I'm trying to laugh all of this off. As is transpiring, I reply by saying, "Sorry, Joe, we're not." So that was just the first eight minutes of her video. Um, I think her Instagram is Olivia Dope, O L I V I A Dope. And the episode that she's referring to, it is episode 16, which is called The List is Closed. Joe Budden is there recording an episode with them. And I'm at the 21 minute and 45 second mark. And there's still another two hours left in the show. I'm not going to listen to the whole show because even when it was announced that he had an all girl podcast, I was like, this is not going to be good. Because Joe's track record with women is not a um, good one. And I have a problem with three women getting together and talking about relationships because I'm finding that a lot of women, especially black women, cater to misogyny. And I do not want to listen to a podcast that is full of women repeating the same fuck shit that men already repeat. So I do, I heard it myself on the episode. So it's not like I'm saying I don't believe her and I'm not saying anything else after that. I'm just letting you know that this is what's going on. Joe has been pretty quiet. He's been very talkative with the whole thing with Rory and Maul. And of course, everybody was like, oh, the timing, look at the timing. Once he, you know, now that all of this is going on with more Rory and Mal, um, Rory and Maul, girl, his name is Maul, Rory and Maul, um, now all of a sudden someone wants to come forward with a Me Too moment. But the thing is, though, like it's there in the audio, um, people were there when it was happening and that's the problem. This is why I want my own shit. Because I'm not going to sit here and do a podcast and be under the name of someone who thinks that they can talk to me that way. Because it's just not going to happen. I don't need to work for anybody that feels that they could say something like that to me. You know what I'm saying? So kudos to her for quitting the show. She quit the show in January. This happened in January. And I think she quit. In sometime in between then and now because she says like I've been thinking about this for three months <clears throat> she says I've been thinking about this for three months and the fact that she has to sit here and weigh her options as to whether or not she's going to quit a podcast because she was sexually harassed like that is the problem that's the problem right there so and it feels like I felt some shit was going to come with the show, with Joe Button's show, with his podcast. Because once I decided to stop listening, I was like, you know what? This is not something I need to be spending my time with. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need these messages. I'm not saying I'm easily influenced, but I don't want to hear three men talk about misogynistic shit. You know what I'm saying? So... That's why I stopped listening and I'm glad I did because had I not, my stupid ass would be given to his Patreon because now that Joe's not with Spotify anymore, he's got to deal with Patreon. And as I promoted in the beginning of the show, as I've said within the past 33 minutes, Patreon is, you know, it's a website that creators use to, to put out their content. And if people want to support it, they can. They set up tiers, monthly tiers. So right now I have a $3 tier, a $5 tier, and a $7 tier. My $3 tier is if you just want to support me. Like, oh, I fuck with Ken. Let me give her $3 a month just because. The $5 tier, you get like, once I get my webcam, you'll get like, um, you know, behind the scenes of me putting the show together, me editing the show. Um, I don't know if I edited it, but you might be able to get on my Discord at the $5 tier. I don't know. But then I have like also like a cute little sticker you can put on your laptop or whatever just to show your support for the show. That's my beginning merch, I guess you could say. And then the $7 tier has everything plus more, you know? 
and it would, it would be those prices every month to support me and my endeavors, right? Because right now, I'm supporting me and my endeavors. So now that Joe has moved on from Spotify, I think he just realized like, okay, well, now I'm going to do this deal with Patreon and become the chief. I think he's like the head of something over at Patreon. And once he did that, it brought in so much money to Patreon, which is cool. And I think he has two tiers. It's a $5 tier and a $25 tier. So you would pay that every month. And most of his podcast episodes are still free. But certain ones, like the one where he physically and actually fired Rory and disrespected him and Maul, he put that up. So those people who wanted to hear the episode had to pay either the 5 or the $25. So if... 20,000 people listen to the episode, you can just grab a calculator and do the math on that. Rory and Maul's episode, they put their theirs up for $2. They had 200-something K views. So somebody I saw on Twitter was like, well, I guess they made their $400,000 back, which is like, mm, okay, right? So anyway, content creation and things like that. But is content creation under a big name such as Joe Budden worth being embarrassed in front of everybody live via audio and video? Question mark. Like, is it worth that? Is it worth that? And now you have to stew about it for three months to figure out if this is what you should be doing because of that situation. And the fact that nobody stepped in to help you because they couldn't, because it the boss was there recording an episode with you. And that's exactly why I will never work in this media spectrum for anybody but myself. I don't want to be told what to do with my content. I don't want to be told what to talk about. I don't want to be told how often I'm going to get paid and then turns around and I'm not getting paid on some Rory and Maul shit. So I feel for this girl. It's very sad that it happened and it was embarrassing. And she, I know she feels violated and things of that nature. And I really, I wish her the best. Like, honestly, she needs to take this, um, momentum and do her own podcast i know she has another friend she could do a show with and she don't have to do i mean i don't know what the contract looks like but she don't have to do she don't have to do a podcast like the one she just left she doesn't have to you know what i mean she doesn't have to deal with that if she doesn't want to contract or no contract like that's the thing people are getting locked into these contracts where it's like you know joe even said it he was like if rory and mole try to start a podcast i'm gonna sue the pants off of them like, these are his homeboys, and he's saying things like that. Because now he's just at a level where it's like, I don't care. You can't touch me. And that's exactly what Rory and Maul was saying. Like, he became somebody else. Like, Maul was even saying when they were doing their live shows and the tours, like, they would take the podcast on the road, which I plan on doing probably in, like, 2023, if this podcast is still a thing. And he said one time, Joe went out there and to came back and was like, yo, look, I got them lined up around the block. And Maul said, he said to him, like, you don't have them lined up around the block. We have them lined up around the block because you've played here before as a rapper and you did not have them lined up around the block. So, I don't know. Give me your thoughts on that. Give me your thoughts on that. What do y'all think? Like, with this whole thing like I'm not even on some like listen I believe all victims because I've said it on a podcast before I'd rather believe somebody and they're lying than to not believe somebody who's telling the truth wouldn't it wouldn't help my conscience I wouldn't feel good about it um so it just like it sucks that she had to go through that live on air and even now I'm thinking like what would I have done in that situation like would I have been like oh no okay all right and got up and left what would I have done it's such a tough spot but it's like also not her problem like he should have like he just continued to to go like he kept going 
he never stopped. And, you know, in the beginning of her video, she says, oh, at this at this time stamp of the episode, he says that Olivia should I should reach out to him because we don't talk. So she was like, I'm that's just letting you know that he and I are not familiar. So this is basically him being creepy live in a room full of people on audio and video. So, I mean, it's sad. It's sad. I wonder what's going to go. You know, I'm going to keep my answer to the street on that one because I need to know what's going on because he's been mighty quiet. He hasn't tweeted in like 15 hours. All of a sudden, very, very quiet on his timeline. But when he embarrassed his friends and publicly fired them, it was very much Twitter fingers. But anyway, I'll, I'll keep y'all posted with that. I do want to talk about something that's coming up June 6th. Mayweather is fighting one of them white boys that I call them the troll siblings. Um, I don't know if it's Jake Paul. I think it's Logan Paul. Logan Paul is the one that fought Nate Robinson and had Nate looking crazy out here. He's the one. He's about to fight Mayweather on June 6th. The promotion, you know... Jake and Logan, they both come from YouTube, you know, I think Jake is, he got in trouble for going to the suicide forest, oh god, I have to look it up really quickly, hold on, Jake, Paul, I think that was him, was that him? Yes, that was him, oh no, it was Logan, okay, Logan went to the suicide forest and, um, Ugh, where is it? Is it in Japan? Yeah, it's Japan. So he, in 2017, he posted a video of a dead body in the suicide forest. And he lost like a multi-million dollar licensing agreement with Google. Like, like 3.5 million. At the time, in 2017, he had 23 million subscribers. He started on Vine, not YouTube. He started on Vine, moved to YouTube after Vine died. And um, now he's a quote-unquote boxer. And somehow they got Floyd Mayweather to agree to fight him in June 2021. Now, if you don't live under a rock, you know that recently Logan Paul and Mayweather had the whole media day for the fight. And Jake, his brother, filmed himself trolling and planning to troll Floyd Mayweather at the event. Um, and then he stole Floyd Mayweather's hat and Mayweather tried often to take his head off, <laughs> but he was stopped. And then Mayweather's bodyguards gave Jake Paul a black eye. And then after that happened, a link to merchandise of dad hats that says gotcha hat because that's what he said to Floyd Mayweather that website he started selling gotcha hats basically those probably sold out or whatever but then today the game tweeted that hold on let me read it because <clears throat> sorry y'all my, my allergies got my my breathing all weird where is it Hold on. So the game tweeted, you're at Jake Paul at Logan Paul. Meet me and my little brother downtown L.A. in front of Staples Center. And let's just fight head up fades. No gloves, no money needed. Just on some me and my brother will fuck you and your brother up type shit. Now, the game is somebody that, you know, he's somebody that we don't need to talk about ever. But... It's just so, it's not crazy to me because, you know, it's nothing new. Um, but Jake and Logan, I feel like they need to be stopped. Like, they are the troll siblings. Oh, by the way, Jake responded to this. Um, he was like, hate it or love it, you're gonna get, you would get knocked the fuck out. This is what Jake Paul said. So it's like, clearly you're trolling. This whole fight with Mayweather is a troll. And, like, I am speaking about these two idiots because 
I I need people to know that they are not like they are useless to society. You know what I mean? Like why are you sitting here trolling all these black men into wanting to destroy you? Like honestly, I hope Mayweather knocks this kid out. And you know what's crazy? Even if he does, this kid is going to get up and still talk shit. Regardless, he's still going to talk shit. Because that's what he and his brother do. They're professional trolls at this point. And they're getting all this money to be trolls. You know what I'm saying? It's like, why? So, and also, speaking of Mayweather, I guess the fight was supposed to be in Dubai or something like that. So, um, they had a contract with this company in Dubai for like 122, well, Mayweather had the contract with this company, promotion company, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm wrong, correct me. I'm just, I don't want you to hear me typing. So I wasn't even going to talk about this. That's why it's not, I'm not going to look it up, but, um, he's suing them because they didn't secure a location for the fight. Now the fight is in Miami, if I'm not mistaken, but it was going to be in Dubai. They were supposed to, he was guaranteed 30 million of the 122 million, I think, if I'm not mistaken. They did not deliver. So since they didn't, it activated a clause in the contract, which says that Mayweather can sue. So now Mayweather's suing for the 122. I don't even think the original contract said 122, but now he's suing for 122. So I don't know what's going on with that. Um, but, you know, like I said, once these two fight and the anger, like, you know, what's so crazy. Jake probably got his brother beat up badly and he doesn't even know it. Like, his brother's going to have to pay for what he did stealing Floyd's hat. Also, Jake is also banned from coming to the fight. <laughs> and when Logan told him, he was like, I don't care. Like, I don't care. He's like, I got what I wanted to do. Done. I'm selling hats because I did it. And it's just like, ugh. Like, I just, ugh. I'm honestly sick of people that are not black trolling us to get a reaction from us you know what I mean I'm over it I'm so over it I'm so over it y'all anyway so yeah they they're fighting on June 6th I'll make sure to be watching that one because I'm be looking for a knockout from Mayweather who I thought was retired but listen a certain amount of money could bring me out of retirement anytime. So I don't blame him. So earlier in the podcast, in this episode, I mentioned that I'm on Twitch all the time. Now, though I'm on Twitch all the time, I don't, I'm very, what's the word? I'm very selective with who I follow or subscribe to on Twitch. Um, I'm a big fan of Berlizzi, PG, I'm Dante, um, 3MG Live, like, though, that's, that's the, that's the, you know, that's the crew right now, you know, but then there's, like, a sub-level of those people who I, I'll follow, but I might not subscribe to, because maybe their chat is a little crazy, or I don't like the games that they play, or I, I don't like the shit that they talk about, or, because people get on stream, just like I'm probably... I probably said a few wrong things on the show, on this episode, which is fine. But it's like, some people get on stream and they don't know what they're talking about. They just stream in and people, it's like the blind leading the blind child. I can't. So, um, I don't know how I did not know. I knew, I knew he had a Twitch, but I never followed it. Just want y'all to know, this podcast is a T-Pain Stan podcast, okay? T-Pain does not get his flowers. He's a dope-ass producer. He actually can sing. And he's just so fire. He's funny. He's sarcastic. I love him. I always love T-Pain. I've always been a big fan of T-Pain. Anyway, I found his Twitch. Well, I didn't find it. I actually was like, hey, T-Pain is streaming. Because it shows you, like, when you look on the app, it shows you, like, other channels that you might like or whatever. And it said T-Pain. I was like, oh, my God, I've been meaning to go to his stream. I went to T-Pain's stream. 
and I don't know what I was doing, but um, it was like white noise. It was in the background. Like I had my phone was playing it, and I was on a computer doing something. And let me go to my videos because I'm going to play a little clip. This man was making a beat live on stream using Fruit Loops at that. I, let me see. Nope, that's not it. I recorded a snippet of the beat because I thought it was such, oh my God, it was such a good beat. I'm like, yo, this beat is fucking crazy. Wait, where's my video? He streams and then like he has a whole chair set up for his wife. She also comes down. Well, he yeah, because he does it in his basement. So she comes down. She kind of killed it for me when she came, honestly. Because he's literally trying to like focus and make the beat. And she's talking about like ranch and stuff. I'm like, girl. But she's responding to the to the to the chat. But it's like, do y'all not hear what's going on? Anyway, this is the beat. Hold on, I found it. And T Pain also has this thing, which is not a new idea. But it's a great idea, and I'm probably going to get into that as well. Um, when people stream, especially if they're doing, like, a just chatting kind of stream, they have, like, background music, which is usually, like, lo-fi beats or whatever. But T-Pain makes beats for others to use for their streams. As long as you don't try to make a song off of it, because he owns the beat, obviously, He's not going to do a copyright infringement on you if you use the beat for your stream. But if he hears it on the radio, then you got a problem. He hears it on your mixtape, then you got a problem. This is not the video. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's called Pizzle Pack. So it's called Pizzle Pack. And if you go to the website and you stream, you can use it. I'm going to get into that. There's another guy I watch on YouTube. He goes by... His page is called Alpha Gaming, and it's basically him giving you the real, like, what's the best mic, what's the best stream deck to use, should you be on Twitch, should you be on YouTube, all of that. And he actually has his own company, I think it's called Stream Beats, and it he's getting like a million hits a day. So he's starting to have idle income, which is my goal eventually, you know, to have idle income. T-Pain is going to have idle income. And like I said, this is not a new idea. I'm pr Plenty of people do it. That's something that's dope. I have 3,000 videos in my phone. Okay, I found it. This beat, I mean, like, he started this from scratch. What you're about to hear was, like, the middle of it. Um, I don't know if the horns are in this one. But this man literally made this beat from scratch in, like, a half hour. In like a half hour, I had to record, I had to screen record it because I'm like, this is, this beat is so fire. And to me, it sounds kind of sad. And I love songs that are sad. I don't know why they make me sad just for that moment, but I love sad songs. So I don't know. This beat was so fire to me. I'm gonna let you hear it. And if you don't agree, that's fine. You can get, get your own podcast and you can disagree over there. All right, listen. Like, why is his wife talking about oh, ranch yeah, right now? Nice. Huh. Mm. This man, he started with just like audio of like a choir and it turned into that. And then it got bet he added horns after that. So I bring that up because that's what twitch is for you know what i mean everybody in the chat was like yo like yo this beat is fire i didn't play too much of it because i didn't know how much i could play if I, if I could play it or not um watching him do what he loves to do and him doing it so effortlessly like that shit inspired me like i'm looking because i'm just i'm just on the computer and he's talking and whatever and then you know he's he's stopping and going he's like wait i don't remember how to use fruit loops and blah 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 and he's literally just doing this. And you can see him like it's a small screen of him and his wife. And then it's a big screen of what he's doing and the way he's just pressing and things are happening and he's changing the pitch. And I'm just like, you know, I'm not a you know music producer, but it's kind of like the same thing with editing a podcast. Like 
I can do it. I do it pretty well. Went to school for it. But just seeing him in his moment and the beat was fire on top of that. I'm like, yo, this is what I'm talking about. Like, if I could stream an episode, you know, if I could stream on Twitch or YouTube and show y'all how I edit or put together the show and things like that, like that shit would be so fire. And then just have people to interact with, people I don't know, people that want to ask me questions like, what goes into you editing? What do you think about? Like, I want to, I want to do that. So watching his stream, finding his stream was so fire. He doesn't stream that often because that day, this was on May 5th, that day he was like, damn, it feels good to be back. He's like, what's it been? Like two, three months? And it had been. And then for him to come back with some heat like that, I was like, ugh, T-Pizzle. So yeah, um, that was, that was an experience. Um, I was really excited to find and remember to follow his Twitch. I didn't subscribe to his Twitch yet because I'm like, I gotta, even though it's T-Pain and this is a T-Pain stand account, I'm like, I gotta see how, how, like, if you ain't gonna be on a lot, I'm not gonna give you my $5. You know what I mean? Like, even though, yes, it support him, it supports him and I would love to do that, but if there's a smaller streamer that I could see, like, oh, you know what? I'll give you my $5. I'll do that instead. You know what I'm saying? I'll subscribe to T-Pain, but it's not a big deal. You know what I'm saying? He, and he has a fire ass, it's long, but he had a fire ass intro, which is basically like a mashup of him and all of his streams, like every game he's played and things like that. And then when the, when the intro is over, he sings a song, um, I think it says, like, if the intro is too long, get the fuck out. Like, to the theme of happy and you know it. He sings that live every time. And then the stream starts. And it's just, like, an experience. Like, if you've don't, if you never been on Twitch, do yourself a favor. Go to twitch.tv and just check out some people's streams. Like, Twitch is nice to the where, like, people make up people have their scenes so they have like a stream deck and you press a button and it like transitions to another screen and you have a setup and things of that nature so I'm eventually going to get there that's eventually where I'm going myself I'm not saying the podcast is going there I'll probably stream a few episodes of the podcast and then maybe like put the live stream on YouTube like things of that nature you know what I mean but things are changing we're not we're not doing it the same way you know months ago I was recording a podcast on my iPhone 11 and I edit it on the iPhone 11 and then I put it out on the iPhone 11 but now we've got a little setup going on and this is what I'm doing I'm creating content and if you support me like I said please consider becoming a Patreon also let me give a shout out to Kitty thank you so much Kitty if you didn't listen to episode one of this show yet um, well, I could say 1A because this is the same podcast, but renamed with a little bit of, you know, difference in content. But special shout out to Kitty. I've known Kitty since 2010. And when I asked her if she would do this, I swear, I'm like, she's going to say no. She's too busy. She she answered me right away. And she was like, I'm free tomorrow. I was like, I was expecting her to say this weekend. Like, it was a Monday when I texted her and we were recorded on a Tuesday. Unfortunately, because I don't have a webcam, like, we did it through Zoom. And if I had had a webcam, um, I would have put that footage out. But it's just her talking to me. So I'm not going to put that footage out. But I just want to thank her so much for that interview. Um, I'm so glad that she has still been... Like, everything just got so much greater for her since I met her. She's so, she literally has never changed. She is Sita. Like, what you saw on TV, that is her. That energy. I've never seen this lady have a bad day. Um, I love her so much. Her and a few other people that I met at Global Grind will be on the show. So don't be like, oh my God, you're only asking people from Global Grind to be on the show. Like, no. People that I know I could have a good rapport with on the podcast, people that I know that are interesting, people that I know have things to talk about, they will be on the show, whether they worked in media or not. Um, so I just want to thank you, Kitty. Like, it, it that meant a lot to me. It really meant a lot to me. Go back and listen to episode one, or if you want to 
not go by numbers. The name of the episode is called Hey Kitty Girl. Because that's what I always just say to her. Like, hey, kitty girl. And that's like a term in like the drag community. Um, so go listen to that episode. Um, I want to thank y'all for listening and supporting. Next week, it's possible we'll have a guest. I don't know. I don't want to put my eggs all in one basket. But if not, I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job entertaining y'all by myself. So um, whether we have a guest or not, I expect that you'll be listening next week as well. Um, I can't wait to get through May, y'all. This month has been a lot for me. So with that being said, I'm going to go meditate. I done got into yoga. I'm on a diet. I'm trying to lose weight because I came down here and gained some country weight because Waffle House is five minutes away from me. And so is Chick-fil-A. And so is everything else. So y'all just gonna have to pray for me because summertime is coming. My birthday is coming. I got things to do. Okay. I can't let my knees popping when I go up and down the stairs be the reason that I'm in the house all summer. No, we got to lose this weight y'all. So I'm going to go meditate and pull out the yoga mat and I will see you all next week. Mwah.